around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. Welcome today. We're so glad you have joined us here on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We invite you to call a friend, tell somebody about the podcast, always join us ready to hear the Word of God. And on every Wednesday, we put up a brand new podcast, and they're always archived over on org. And then where you're probably listening today is terrymize.com. So we make it as easy as possible for you to hear the Word of God and just let us just encourage you and uh, strengthen the foundational principles from the Word of God that we know you already probably know. And yet, as the Apostle Peter and Paul both said, even though we know you know it, (laughs) as long as I am in this body, Peter said, I'm going to continue to remind you. And uh, I even told my church for years, I said, I'm going to remind you and nag you about it because it's life or death right here on this planet. Terry and I are here today to share with you some wonderful truths from the Word of God and to strengthen you uh, according to the Word of God. And we want to just give you some of these good things to let you know, as the New Testament teaches us, that you're going to have to learn to be, these are the analogies that the Bible uses. You're going to have to be a good soldier. You're going to have to be uh, know how to be a good fighter, a good runner. You're going to have to know how to uh, be submissive and yet be an overcomer as well. Um, it's a real wonderful dynamic and diverse personality that the believer gets to exhibit in every facet of life. So I want to encourage you today to listen in. Uh, Terry's got some great stories always to tell and wonderful experiences from his years of nearly 50 years on the mission field. And then um, right quick here before we start this, I want to remind you too that these all of these podcasts, as I said earlier, were archived on our ministry website But also, we have wonderful teaching tools there for you and a way for you to communicate with us and ask questions and send your prayer requests in. So don't forget that. That's terrymizeministries.org. And we're there just waiting for you to pray for you and minister to you. We've already had some really good testimonies, healing testimonies and breakthrough testimonies that have come in through the office this week. So um, again, we want to encourage you. We want you to learn how to fight back. <laughs> we want you to learn how to, how to, as the Bible says, stand in the evil day and not give up, not quit. Um, as uh, I think Jesus, they're being quoted and Luke wrote uh, in Luke chapter 18 that you not you don't need to turn coward. You don't need to quit. You don't need to be afraid. It, you need to learn to be able to stand. It says men ought always to pray and not faint, not quit, not turn coward, not in any way question your ability to stand as a child of God. So, darling, go ahead, help yourself. <laughs> you think Peter knew uh, that uh, we were coming into the snowflake age and the sissy age oh, and the, the coward age and the and uh, the age that we're living in today? And he was trying to admonish people to not not be a snowflake, mm. a cupcake, a coward and to take the Word of God and stand no. for it and live by it. It's amazing to me. I, you know, I'm sure Peter probably, you know, it's it's amazing what one generation to another doesn't see. And yet I never thought that we'd be in an age where we were, that we are now, to where our kids are having to face what we face, but the oh, Holy yeah. Ghost did. You know, back the in the day when the Bible was written, they didn't, uh, 
th- th- they didn't look at life the way we look no. at it today. People My today mind. are such cupcakes and such snowflakes and such sissies. And you and I were just watching a movie the other night, and somebody <laughs> said something, and somebody else said something, and somebody else said something. So this guy busted the other guy in the mouth, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said, then I thought, boy, today somebody be calling the police and oh, saying assault, 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 you know. I know. And uh, that's that's just uh, kind of the moronic age we've come to. I know. It's a weakness and fragility of soul and the emotional realm and the mind. And people, you know, back in our generation and and even, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, if if some guys got in a fight about something, they just went out behind the barn and fought it out and walked away. Yeah, then shook hands hands and walked walked away away. and said, well, okay, I guess you were right. (laughs) I guess you were right, you know, or I won't bug your, you know, bug your friend again, you know. I mean, it was just solved that way. And nowadays, people are just so mentally fragile, emotionally fragile, and and the attorneys are making bukus of money, and and people can't seem to come to the table like the Bible teaches and say, come and talk it out. If you've got a grievance against somebody, share it with somebody, go to the pastor, sit there and pray about it. Uh, in the first place, great peace have they that ha- that love thy law. Mm, yeah, and nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing shall nothing. offend them or cause them to nothing stumble. Nothing shall offend them. Yeah, no. Uh, you and, know, I look at all these Christians today that are always offended about something, and I'm always thinking, well, you, you obviously don't lo- love the, the word of God or the law right, of God. Of course, right. people get offended at that word law. You know, anytime you say you got to love the law of God, they well, start screaming right. and crying and saying, oh, no, no law, no law. We're not talking about the law. We're talking about the word of God. God was talking about his word. That's right. And he said, great peace have they that love, love thy, thy law, law and nothing, you know, T-H-I-N-G, no thing shall offend them. And yet we're in such an offendable society today. Right. People are offended about this and offended about that. And if you're, if you're a lover of the word of God, you're just not going to go around offended. Well, and you're going to pick your battles. You're going to think, well, what, well, what would that fool know about my life? Sure. <laughs> you know, or, or, well, if that's a valid criticism, I have a pastor friend that always said, if somebody criticized him, he said, the first thing I ever did, he said, if somebody criticized me, I'd go ask God if it was true. Sure. Say, Lord, is that right? Yeah. And you, and you get to listen to you. But I, as you were saying, uh, so many people, they're offended. You know, if a woman, a man says something to a woman or a woman says something to a man, they're offended about, you know, feminism or, or something along that line. Then there's racism. Everybody's, you've got to treat me right because I'm a certain race or I'm a certain color or I'm a certain, came from a certain place and you can't ask me this or, or declare my gender or, I mean, it, you know, those are just the most foolish things that ha, that a human being can spend their mind on. Yeah, we need to go back to reading the book of Proverbs. You know, no Pro- Proverbs is always a, such a wonderful book and Proverbs tells you how to deal with a fool. Right. How to talk to a fool, That's how right. not to talk to a fool, tells right. you how to act with kings, how to enter in before the king, how to conduct yourself before the king, how right. not to conduct yourself before the king. <laughs> yeah, people in Pro- authority. Proverbs tells you how to deal with right. other people on the planet. Right, right. I was, go- I was just, as I started this month again, I just began to see so many things from the book of Proverbs that just are so practical and so right on about every single part of life and it sure, deals sure. male female younger older uh, rich, employer em, yeah rich poor employer, employer employee people that are in high positions of authority and people that are that don't have a, a you know a chance in life against that kind of bureaucracy 
but yet it shows you how to deal with sure. things in life. And it's just the way to think. how to live on planet yeah. Earth with other people. And if you don't think right and you don't, and this is a big word in Proverbs, is understanding. Mm-hmm. And once you make that initial choice of wisdom that I've chosen God, mm-hmm. I'm going to serve God. He is the one true God that will love me, provide for me, take care of me, is all-powerful, all-knowing. I choose that. Then I choose the Word of God. Then the next thing I've got to do to make it work in my everyday life is get some understanding. Of course. Figure it out. Wisdom is the principal thing. With all you're getting, get understanding. Yeah, it says, (laughs) raise your voice and cry out. There's the passion of the soul that I must understand how God wants me to think about my life. And I must understand how to relate to people and know the bad guys from the good guys. Sure, you know, sure. In everyday sure. life. And if people don't have that, th- there are just so many things in the book of Proverbs. I, you know, I, we didn't intend to go there, but well, I was... Proverbs keeps pointing you back to an anchor point. You know, we've yeah, talked for so many of my sermons over the years are always about you've got to have a, a faith anchor. You've got to have a foundational That's point. Right. You've got to have That's the right. post. You've got to have the foundation. You can't move the post, the Bible says. You don't move the post that the fathers have set. You don't move the ancient landmarks. Uh, all that sort of thing, because your faith has nothing to be based on if there's not an anchor point or if there's not a post or if there's not a foundation. You can't just wake up one day and say, well, it's Tuesday. I think I'm going to believe God to give me a whatever, you know, a new car today, or I think I'm going (laughs) to believe God to to do this for me or promote me today. If there's no foundation for that thought, if there's no foundation for that confession, if there's no foundation for that prayer, if it's just a random prayer just because you woke up, you know, hungry and craving fried chicken or something. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, right. uh, there's got to be an anchor point. And you, you have to go back and say, Father, I believe you for this based on your promise that said this, based right. on this anchor, based on this post, based on this truth, based on this, here's that word nobody likes anymore, based on your law. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just different than a lot of people today. I, I don't have a problem with using the word law. You know, I, I appreciate law and I appreciate laws. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a pilot, I appreciate laws. As a, as a driver of an automobile, I appreciate laws. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the law tells you what you can do and what you can't do. Right. And it also tells you what the other person's going to do right. and what they're not going to do. And so we have an expectation when we know the law, we have an expectation of, of if I'm going to come up here and turn left at this corner and I've got a, 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 a vehicle oncoming facing me and I've got one also coming up to the intersection on the left and one coming up to the intersection on the right, then I know what the law says about that. So I know what I'm going to do and I know what those other three drivers are going to do. That's right. But if it's just a random idea of, hey, let's just drive like we want to. Hey, <laughs> you know, many years yeah. ago when Jackie and I lived in Guadalajara, Mexico, we had a church come down and visit us and brought a bunch of teenagers, you know, and one night they were, these teenagers were driving with me to an open air crusade. I was having a big open air crusade, uh, out in a, out in a way out suburb of Guadalajara. And I was actually plugged in the electricity, plugged it into the Catholic church. I'd gone and get, gotten permission from the Catholic church and also gone to a meeting of, of eight priests and, and three curas. Uh, which is like a Monsignor or something, uh, and had gone to them and told them, I'm going to have miracles and I'm going to pray for people and I'm going to tell them about Jesus. And and they gave me permission to have it. And they said, where do you want to do this? I said, right in front of the Catholic Church. There's an open field in front of the church, and I'd like to plug into your electricity. And they said, well, sure, go ahead. And so we had this great crusade, blind eyes open, deaf ears and stuff. I I mean, it was just marvelous. It was wonderful. And, And on the way out there one night, I was driving through Guadalajara traffic through Mexico 
traffic, you know. And one of those teenagers from the state said, wow, Mexico, the way you always wanted to drive. You know, and, and it made me think of that because if we just if we just jump in a car and say, well, I'm going to drive the way I feel today. Right. I tell you what, I'm just going to ignore anybody else on the road, and I'm just going to do what I want to do, the way I want to do it, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. You're going to end up in the hospital or put somebody else in the hospital because there are laws by which we know right. what we're supposed to do and what the other guy is supposed to do. And so that's well, what like I so a, love about faith and the right. word in the Bible is we can go back to the old Testament, back to the new Testament and look at the laws of God, the words of God, the sayings of God, the statutes of God, the commandments of God, all those words of God. And we can say, Hey, I know what I'm supposed to do. And I know what the other guy is supposed to do. Right. And even if right. he doesn't do it, then I know how I'm supposed to conduct myself. Well, the book of judges addressed that. So, you know, accurately by saying that there was no judge, there was no prophet during that period right. of time. Yeah, and, the very last, the very last man, sentence of that of that book ends with what you're about to say. And every man did that which was right in, in his, his own, own eyes. eyes. That's right. And that's that's not. And that working. was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> that God, was a mess. God wants us to live so much higher up on the food chain than that, and have His wisdom. Like and Isaiah, that's what they're trying to do today, Renee, no, when you turn right. on television and listen to the talking heads and look at all this stuff. They want every man to do what's right in his own eyes. Well, it's the well honey, you do good. what you feel like. Well, honey, you do how you feel. <laughs> well, that's always been a mess. It always will yeah. be a mess. And there's no anchor. There's no faith. There's no, no. point. And God's sitting in heaven just, uh, you know, I hate to say you could confuse God, but, but you can confuse the situation because God's sitting there wanting to answer right. prayer. Heaven's sitting there wanting to 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 uh, create the fruit of your lips, right. wanting to move on faith, wanting somebody to say, I'm stepping out of the boat, you know, so heaven has something right. to do. And yet it's just a confusing situation where uh, people just are, are running, you know, helter skelter, just, you know, flighty. And well, here's how I feel today. And here's how I feel today. And I'm going to do this because I feel like it. Well, God, the Bible's never built on feelings. The Bible's faith says you do the word of God, no matter how you feel, well, because your feelings are going to change tomorrow. live so much lower yeah, like almost like an animal, they're they're teaching this generation. Well, to it live is an animal because it's soulish. To live by their emotions and to live by how they feel, and that's animalistic. That's not anything to do with the wisdom and the power of God. Isaiah fifty five says, "Let verse five, seven said, let the wicked man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return again to the Lord, and I will abundantly pardon, for my ways are higher than your ways, sure. and my thoughts are higher, higher than, your, than thoughts. your thoughts." And I was just going to read these first uh, few verses here in Proverbs that the whole purpose of the book of Proverbs is to help people have some sense, sure. is to help them have some wisdom. And he says that people may know. And I always just felt like I just wanted to stop there for a week <laughs> and just think, God wrote this book so people could know. So people could know. And that's just the foundational thing. Takes the thing guesswork that, out. That, ever, that people would know skillful and godly wisdom, they would know instruction, and they would be able to comprehend the words, it says here, of understanding and insight. In other words, God doesn't want us just left out there blindly trying to case a raw, sirrah, just tripping over the problems in life. Things you can't see. You're just out there trying to reinvent the wheel. He said, but receive instruction 
and deal wisely and be disciplined, have wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, and justice and integrity. And this is the this is the key here, that the prudent, in other words, people that already already have maybe a little bit of insight, it says that, that it will that prudence will be given to people that are simple. And Proverbs talks about a simple person as being somebody that's easily led astray mm-hmm. and wavering, mm-hmm. sure. somebody that can be moved by what they hear on the news, sure. somebody that can be moved by what some their favorite movie star tells sure. them, that they're going to be led astray. Sure. And they by don't the have an original people. thought. They're just no. led astray by somebody else's thought. And they're thought. just going by what they see, hear, feel, taste, and smell. Oh, I like them. Oh, I don't like her. Oh, I like that person. I didn't like what he said. Mm-hmm. And we just get moved by all of this emotionally rather than by intelligence and honesty and it says if you lack understanding leave off simple people in other words don't hang around people that are foolish well, sure don't hang around people that are just like you simple-minded well your mama told you that you know, know. your grandma told you that oh, my grandmother said, you're going to be say, judged by those you run around right, with right you know she'd always say you know if you lay down with the with the dogs honey you're going to get the fleas and there was always that sense of judgment it says but the wise will hear if you're already wise you're going to yet be wiser if you're a young person god will give you discretion that's what it just says here in the first five verses of proverbs so it lays out the standard it lays out the intention that god has for the human race is that we not be left to live by our wits there's such wisdom in all of those laws and precepts precepts and principles and statutes and sayings of the Lord. And they're always the same. You can always go back to them. Oh, you, that's, right. that's why we call them an anchor. You can anchor your faith to it. You can anchor right. your ship to it. Uh, right. You know, you know, there's just some of that wisdom that, that you don't see prevalent today. It's just today people just mm. do whatever they want. You know, I'll probably upset some people by making this statement and probably upset some friends of mine. And I don't mean to upset anybody, but we were with Wayne Myers the other day, you know, my dear, dear missionary right. friend of that right. I've known since I was 18 years old, and he'll be 95 next month in, in August, the end of August, and we'll be down there at his birthday party. And, and uh, he's just still preaching and still going strong and still such an apostle of God and such a man of God and such wisdom. And, and, and he made the statement when we were in Mexico City the other day. You know, he said, uh, he said, you know, when you see pastors leaving the pastorate to go into the traveling ministry, he said, usually that's a sign of a failed pastorate. And you know, when he said that, I just thought, you know, you can't, if you say that, you're going to make some folks mad, but what wisdom that is, what tremendous wisdom that is. You see people today just trying something for a while and it doesn't work. They failed. Right. And so they go try something else. You know, it, it, they eliminate what God called me to do. Right. What did God tell me to do? What did God call me to do? And just because this isn't working the way I thought it was, doesn't mean that I'm going to, I'm going to go do something. Doesn't mean that God's changed his mind, that God no, didn't know right. what he was talking about. Well, the devil's always trying to talk you out of the things that God has for you anyway. Sure. And so you have to realize that every trial and test as Mark chapter four says is to steal the word, to steal the vision, to steal the passion sure. of everything about life and godliness that God would sure, have you sure. have. And if people give in to that kind of terror, you know, the enemy, just like a terrorist would try to blow everything up, the enemy will try to do that to your own soul sure and try to blow up everything sure that got and terrorize you and make you... Uh, dread and be afraid and second guess the the call of God on your life or where God sent you to be or what you're called to do in life as a even as a vocation. Well, sure. The enemy will try to do that through thoughts, through intimidation, 
through wrong relationships sure. and, and out there in the world, pressure, financial, financial pressure, exactly. family pressure, any of those kinds of things that come to kill, steal, and destroy the sanity and wise thoughtfulness. That's that's vocabulary right out of Proverbs there. That God wants you to have that line upon line, that disciplined level of thinking about the wisdom of God. Absolutely. And everything that the enemy does tries to come to steal, kill, and destroy. It, here in, in Proverbs even, um, I was looking over there, and, and you know, chapter 7 is that chapter that talks about a young man void of good sense. Sure. And it says that, that he just... He basically didn't have anywhere to go, was going to do anything, and just went out evidently after midnight, which everybody says nothing good. You know, yeah, nothing good is going to happen after, after midnight. midnight. And he's go just home, out there sauntering through, you know, just doing it. And it says he met, and the analogy is they're the spirit of the world. Mm -hmm. And he got around that. And it was, and it just, it's, <laughs> I was just amazed at the, at the wording there and some of that, that it was just talking about, you know, the, uh, everything that has to do with with God bringing about uh, wisdom to a simple-minded person, mm -hmm. somebody that doesn't have a natural propensity to make good choices, right. and that's what the Bible is written for to sure help you make these sure choices, so that that you can go into a classroom like you were mentioning the snowflakes and the, and all of these different things that that they politically think they're they're smart enough to look at from an emotional standpoint and deal with it on that if they don't have the wisdom of God and they don't have somebody in their life speaking into them, wait a minute, that's not saying that's, have you thought that through to the end yet? <laughs> have you taken that one thought out to its end progression about everything? And to me, it's, it's the, the word of God in Proverbs brings such stability of the soul that will help you through the major storms of life. And that if you'll believe God for people that can uh, mentor and interact and influence your life. And as we mentioned earlier in the program, stay away from simple-minded. Stay away from people. You can love everybody. Sure. But sure. you sure can pick your friends. You well, know? you have to pick your friends. And uh, you also ought to be careful picking your friends because your friends can get you killed. No, that's right. You know, oh, you know, I was, you know, I started as a youth leader. And of course, we're going to have to wrap this up. We've been ministering here 21 minutes, but uh, I started as a youth leader, and uh, I, I would teach those kids. And then I've taught youth oh all these decades since then, and I've taken so many teen trips to Jamaica to win souls over the right. over the years. I spent a lot of time with teenagers, and, and of course, then I had my own kids and my grandkids. And, I, and I've always I've always taught them from the time I was a teenager. I'd teach the other teenagers. I say, you know, you need to. You, you you need to watch out who you're with, whether they pull you up or pull you down. That's right. And and I said, you know, I, I've got I had some really great friends when I was 16, 17, 18, really close personal friends, and and I began to notice that if that if I was with one of them, then I would pull them up to my level, and uh, everything would be fine, and we were you know Christian, everything great. And then I'd notice if I added the second one, or added the third one. Uh, they'd begin to drag on me. Not that I ever got into sin or not that they ever pulled me into going, you know, to, to you know, drinking or drugging or robbing banks right. or something. But it's just the conversation would get, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't holding them up anymore. They were dragging me down. It's like we were swimming and, and they're all pulling me under. Well, and so I just, yeah, I just, I had to be big people. enough. And this is what's hard to do. I had to be smart enough right. to cut them off. 
You know, and I told him so. I mean, I told him what for. I said, you know, as long as one, I'm with one of you guys, you act like a Christian. When I'm with two of you guys, you go down a little bit. If I'm with three of you, then, you know, you throw Christianity out the window and try to drag me down. So I'm just not doing it. Mm. And and so, you know, I would pull them up. But if I, if I saw they were pulling me down, I got rid of them. And we've got to be smart enough to, to cut right. that excess baggage, to, to lighten the load, to throw overboard what's making us sink. And, you know, we've got to be smart enough to say, hey, I'm not going to run around with people right. if I can't pull them up. You know, if I if I'm a positive influence and can pull them up, then exactly. I'll run around with them. And that 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 sadly that goes to your family. Sadly that goes That's to your true. relatives. Sadly, you know, so well, you know when Jackie and I were first learning about healing and confession back when our kids were little, when you and Dean were learning about healing and confession, the kids were little. You know, we we realized that if we went over to certain relatives' house. You know, they'd start dragging us down. They'd start saying, hey, Terry, and you know, the, the cousins over here have got the measles, so your kids are playing with them, so they're going to get the measles too. And we'd have to say, no, we don't get the measles. Well, then that'd make That's them mad. That What? Who do you no, think right, you are? Right. Well, I think I'm a blood-bought, blood-washed covenant man of Almighty God, and no evil befalls us, neither any plague comes nigh our dwell. And so you sound like a religious nut to them. You sound great to heaven. You sound right. You sound terrorizing to hell. But to the relatives or the friends, you sound like you're arrogant and you're stuck up and you're, you think you're somebody that you're not, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you've got to make that statement and say, you know what, I just can't, I just can't be around you if right. you're going to drag me down all the time. This is, we're talking about my kids' health. We're talking about my marriage. We're talking about my finances. We're talking about life itself. But anyway, we're, uh, wrapping this up, let's go back and say this about Proverbs. Proverbs we've told people i guess ever since i can remember and i was told it i don't know who i was told it by decades ago but but there's 31 proverbs in the book and so if you read one proverb every day just link it just 31 chapters what did i say anyway 31 31 chapters in the book of proverbs so there's one for every day of the month right and so if if you just coordinate them or correlate them with the with the day of the month you know like like today is what the 20 what sixth and uh, and so we read Proverbs 26, you know, right. tomorrow read Proverbs 27 and 28. Right. And then just at first of the month, start all over and do it again. Then you'll gain all that wisdom. The Bible That's says right. Solomon's the wisest man there ever was and hadn't been anybody since him as wise. And so if you'll read after this wise man and, right. and it tells you the book of Proverbs, you need to understand is, is going to tell you how to live on planet Earth. It's going to tell you how to deal with other people. Right. Again, it'll tell you how to deal with fools, how to deal with kings, how to deal with employers, how to deal with rich people, how to deal with poor people. It'll tell you how to act. It talks about business, about not, not giving right. an uncertain measure. If you're the butcher, you don't want to put your finger on the scale. That's right. that's dishonest and dishonorable. You want to give and a good day's balance. good day. Yeah, false balance is an abomination to God. Mm-hmm. But you want to give an honest day's work for an honest day's wages. Right. Right. You know, and so so Book of Proverbs to you and I have always been so 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 important. That's right. And it's probably something we've just hammered in, 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 in every time you know we've led people or. or church people or youth or teenagers or our own kids and family, you know, that we're going to have to go back, see what Proverbs says and, and learn how to conduct yourself according to being that, what people refer to the last chapter, they refer to it as the woman's chapter and being a Proverbs 31 woman. (laughs) But you know, it's being a Proverbs person all through the, all through the whole book. That chapter was written to a man. Um, You know, the, the whole concept of it all, Terry, as, as we've talked about it over and over and over again, is to help you on a daily basis be aware of the traps of life. And that's why it's so good to have a daily relationship with the book of Proverbs so that you have that, because you're at different points and different ages in your life as you live your life. You're coming upon different circumstances and different dynamics 
with maybe even some of the same people, but a lot of times many, many new people. As you get older, you learn, you meet more people. Sure. And so there has to be that constant. And God's already pointed them out to yeah. you in Proverbs, what category they're in. Right. So when you meet that new person, you can categorize them and say, oh, I'm, I'm dealing with the king. I need to deal like this, or I'm dealing right. with the fool. I need to mm-hmm. not, I need to not pay attention to them. Yeah, it's a learned behavior that you have to have. Nobody gets it by by being born. I mean, this is a learned behavior to think like God and to begin to think like God, talk like God, and act like God. And discern people. Oh, absolutely. And that's the bottom line. Absolutely. Well, we're so glad you've joined us today. God bless you all again. We believe there's going to be a lot of fruit and your ear, what your ears heard. And then if you'll go and read some of these things and study them, uh, you'll just have that much more dimension into your understanding and your ability to walk by faith and to please God and to be a blessing to many other people. Again, we want to remind you that uh, you can hear these podcasts every week at terrymize.com we put up a new one every wednesday and then you can also today must be wednesday all right and so (laughs) and so there'll be a new one up uh every single wednesday and then you can listen to it and go back over to terrymizeministries.org where all of the podcasts are there archived for your listening pleasure and so we just invite you to take advantage of that contact us let us know your testimonies we'll be glad to pray for you and all of our uh, materials there to be a blessing in your life or at your disposal at terrymiseministries.org. We're so glad you're there, Terry, and I'll see you today. And we'll be talking to you again as you tune in with us on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. You've been listening to a Mize Missions Podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.